Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. A few days after that, I was in front of my altar praying to Loki, and um, my eyes were closed, and I was kneeling down, and I began to feel um, like a python wrap around my body and squeeze, and at that point, I left my body, and um, I was taken to this place with my spirit. My spirit went to this place that it was this this rose uh, quartz cave everything was rose quartz and it was illuminated and then i saw loki walked towards me and um he walked over to me and he told me he called me his child and he said that i accept you and um and then he began to seduce me this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me and check out Merkel.media. If you want to check out our documentaries, Exhibition Dogman and The Shape of Shadows, both of them are available exclusively on Merkle.media on demand. Go check it out right now. Also, The Shape of Shadows is actually coming to Amazon soon, so be on the lookout for that. Now, this week we have Stephanie coming on the show for this member's episode, and Stephanie shares her different experiences that she's had throughout her life, but I'll tell you what, the thing that really caught my ear is Stephanie basically became the bride of Loki, the Norse god, and she talks about the ritual she went through that involved her being wed to Loki 
and how she kind of broke that bond. Actually, she's kind of breaking that bond right now. So she's in the middle of that process. But we bring on Stephanie to talk about all this stuff. Let's get into it right now. All right. Today we have Stephanie on the show. Stephanie, how are you? I'm doing great, Tony. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad we got everything figured out. We spent some time working tech stuff on your end when it was actually on my end. I never even thought to consider that, but uh, we spent, I think, what, 30 minutes, 35 minutes trying to figure out why you were getting an echo on your end. And like, it just hit me. I was just like, wait a second. And I, I just, <laughs> I literally hit two buttons and it was just like, voila. I was like, <laughs> should have done wow. that a while ago. Um, <laughs> but I'm working from home today because we got a snowstorm here in Tennessee. And in Tennessee, I learned last year when there's a snowstorm, keep your butt home because it gets crazy out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I Coming from driving tractor trailer, I have driven my truck in over a foot of snow, tractor trailer. And, uh, you know, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm used to. I came down here and last year we had one snowstorm. It was about an inch of snow on the ground. And I literally couldn't get me and my family home at the end of the day because there was just so many accidents. I had to turn around, go back into town and we slept in the studio for a night. And um, so this year, uh, fortunately, my kid had no school day because of that being a holiday, but uh, I'm not going anywhere and I may not go anywhere tomorrow, depending on what the report is. I'll send out a, pi- a carrier pigeon and um, send a, <laughs> send a, send a, uh, a note to the neighbor across the valley to see what the roads look like over there. So <laughs> we are uh, just hunkering down for this whole four inches of snow because I don't want to have an accident with somebody else running into me. So right, here we you. are. I'm at the house and I have uh, the mixer board here and I got it all working so that we can do this recording. Uh, so you were down in Houston. That's where you're from right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, judging by the email, that's not where your bloodline's from. And right. I'm interested in hearing about how your life of uh, supernatural and paranormal experiences unfolded. And it does start with people that came before you. So I'm going to hand it over to you and let you kind of just carry it away and share with us about these experiences. Okay. So... My dad is from Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. My mom is from South Africa. Before that, we're Italian. And um, so my mom, because they live in Africa, voodoo is very prominent there. So half the family was Christian. The other half was, they were witches. Um, My mom's mom got into an argument with her sister, which caused the sister to send a demon to my mom's house. And the demon went directly to my mom and um, it was, my mom was doing her homework. She felt something behind her. And so she turned around and looked to see who it was. And it was a minotaur and he was, he was covering the doorway with how like big he was. So that's like, like a bull man sort of thing. And so he had a huge like uh, bull hook thing in his nose. He had the horns and he had, something in his hand, like a pitchfork sort of a thing, just standing in the doorway. And it obviously scared her. So she screamed and ran past it and she felt its hair brush against her as she walked 
she ran past it. And um, so I was listening to Blurry Creatures yesterday and the girl that was that they were interviewing was talking about Minotaurs and how how it has um, relations to Moloch and children's sacrifices, which I thought was interesting because two of my mom's siblings died because of voodoo. And um, one of them was burned alive and one of them she choked to death on her own blood. And it was just absolutely tragic. So your your mom has two sisters that died because of voodoo. One sister, one brother, two siblings. Yeah, Two siblings. And one choked on their blood and the other one burned? Burned alive in a car accident. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so that's a little bit about that. That'll tie in later to the other stories that happened in my adulthood. But that's kind of where my bloodline comes from. So a little backstory on that. I'll okay, I'll, so. I'll say that what you described your mom seeing, that sounds like Moloch. That's that's the imagery right. that, that is Moloch. Uh, so that's terrifying. <laughs> so I <Yeah>. just <laughs> uh, like I mean, you know, you hear people about how people, you know, you know, sacrifice a chicken to Moloch. That's what Hillary Clinton said once upon a time mm-hmm. in an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and you hear these, you know, things talked about, but. Uh, it's not often people say they actually had a run-in with Moloch. And that, right. that that should give the tangibility to the idea of it because a lot of times in, in the, the Christian theological circles, when you bring up Moloch, which it's a biblical thing to, you know, it's talked about, right? So like when you bring it up though, most Western Christianity the, theological thinking minds, you know, not theologians, but just people who adhere They'll, they'll, when you say that, they think either an idea of something or they think a wooden statue of something that's not real. But they do not mm-hmm. give the credence that this Moloch god is an actual real deity. And, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, and it absolutely is. Uh, and it's not just a, a low level demon. Uh, right. And so I think people, I, I think people kind of don't see it clearly at times. And you, uh, or your mom having that run in kind of depicts that very clearly in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So fast forwarding a little bit to when I was about three or four years old, um, they say that your first memory in life is one of trauma. And so um, I, it was a Sunday morning. I woke up and I knew that I was going to church that day. And I looked to my left and there was an imp to my left and it was black, like it had been burnt and it was small, probably about my size the size of a three or four year old. And I instinctively turned over to, to the right side of me and there was an angel. I don't remember many details about that, just that it was like glowing and it was very white, like white clothing. And I don't know which one of them said it to me, but I understood in that moment, Stephanie, make a choice. Which side are you going to choose? And I turned towards the angel and I fell back asleep. And so that that would come up again later in life, um, being presented those opportunities to pick a side. But that was the first time that it happened. And so a lot of things began to happen after that in the house, in my parents' house, which I'm in now. They've been They've been in America for 30 years and they've been in the same house for that long. So, um... 
I would have night terrors and sleep paralysis as a kid. And I would see shadow people, just classic haunted house sort of things. And um, so this one sleep paralysis demon sort of thing, it would be, it, I think it was in one of the insidious movies. I would, uh, I think it is, but it looked exactly like that. It was like an old man. He had on a breathing apparatus and uh, he was like really decrepit. It would stand in the corner and then lunge at me and then start to strangle me. And it got to the point, especially when I was a teenager, it would happen so often that in, when I would wake up screaming and my parents wouldn't even like, they got mad at me is they, they would stop coming to check on me. They just tell me to shut up <laughs> is how often that would happen. Cause it'd be happening every night. And, um, I would call out to Jesus and it didn't help. Um, which is crazy. Um, cause I know like a lot of people say like, just say the name of Jesus and it'll go away. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And sometimes they would, when I would say the name of Jesus, they would choke me tighter and, uh, they would start to laugh at me and then start to mock God. And, and eventually they just let go and I would wake up screaming. But yeah, so that this house has had a lot of, a lot of that. And, like one time when I was a teenager, my parents went on a camping trip and I was with my best friend. Me and her have been friends for 17 years. And in the room that I'm in right now, actually, th- this used to be a bedroom. And um, we were in the kitchen and we could hear something jumping on the bed and it was like squeaking and then it sat down. And then uh, we just screamed at it, like, go back to hell. I mean, I don't know. That's We watched horror movies and that's the only context of what we had. And then it stopped. But... Yeah, this house. And my niece, I think she's seven years old now. She will see, um, this is how it continues in the bloodline still, is she'll see wolves in her room at night with red glowing eyes and accompanied by the hat man. So it's, and it um, seems Uh, to. All right, that's your niece? My niece, yeah. And so you're saying, is it like one after another or they're together? They're together. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, especially how it ties into what we're going to get into later about Loki and his connection to wolves. So it's really interesting. It's 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 really like like usually the hat man is pretty much a regurgitated same story from everybody. I've right. ne- and I've never heard somebody say that it appeared with I don't know if I've ever heard heard that it appeared side by side with anything anything but certainly not a a hellhound demon dog whatever you want to call it that's interesting yeah wow yeah okay. i know poor girl and uh my sister she's a she's a christian but she doesn't she she doesn't believe in a lot of the things that we're talking about so she just tells my niece that she has a nightmare and i'm like nah bella that ain't it so i try to tell my i try to validate to my niece like yes this is happening to you and this is what you do and try to tell her to pray because i'm like yeah no that i believe you this stuff is happening and um so uh i've also had some good experiences in this house like this one time i think it was like 2016 ish whenever a star is born came out i had just watched that movie and um I really like Lady Gaga and um, so I was super excited to see the film but when I got back home I was just super depressed and I've had struggles in my life with uh, like suicide attempts and just 
mentally struggling. And I'll get into that uh, in a bit about when I was uh, 51, 50 and was uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia and all types of other things. But so I hear this hasn't happened in a couple months, but I have throughout my life have heard voices and have seen things around me that are, are not great. And um, so like an external voice speaking to me about myself and about what I should do. So suicidal things. So I was in that place. I was, I was on the living room floor crying and um, I was hearing these voices telling me to kill myself and all the reasons why. And so um, I just started saying, Jesus, please help me. Please help me. Please help me just over and over and over. And I could feel from the other side of the room, somebody walk across the room to me and then uh, put their arms around me. They knelt down to where I was and put their arms around me and hugged me close. And I could feel like the, the clothes that they were wearing, like, like a robe sort of a thing. And I just knew that was Jesus. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.